0: Good evening everyone, this is Minister MacMillan, again, we are outside today, it's a beautiful day out, very warm and humid, and we are now in the community, Um, so you might hear some noises of cars and so forth, Um, so just to give you a heads up, okay. Okay. Let's say, let's begin to open with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you our praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word. We ask, Father, that your interpretation of this word be in us. And we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to read this word and get complete clarity and utterance of it. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now we're going to be reading from Exodus 13. Exodus 13, chapter 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn." Whosoever openeth the wound among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. And Moses said unto the people. And Moses said unto the people, remember this day in which ye come out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leaving bread be eaten. This day came ye out in the month, in the month, Abib. So, the first month of the year is Abib. Okay, let's keep that in mind. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of Canaanites and Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jezebites, which ye share unto thy fathers to give thee, which thee swore unto thy fathers to give thee, a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. Okay. So they're really being specific and clear about this. Okay? There is seven days of eating unleavened bread. And on the seventh day, there's a feast. Like we celebrate Christmas or we celebrate Easter. There's a feast. Okay? These are one of the high holy days. These are the one of the days that the Lord commands us to celebrate. Okay. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters, means anywhere in your house. And thou shalt show thy son in that day saying this is done because that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt so what is the reason you're going to tell your kin, your children why we do this is because the Lord brought our people out of Egypt after 430 years of bondage and it and it shall be and it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year, and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of Canaanites as he swore unto thee and to thy fathers and shall give it to thee. That thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix and every firstling that cometh of the breast which thou hast. Males shall be the Lord's. So let's be very clear about this. In other words, everything that is born, whether it's human or non-human, the first males are the Lord's. So if you have a, a firstborn child, that's a male, he belongs to the Lord, Okay? And every firstling of ass thou shalt redeem with the lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck, and all the firstlings of man among thy children shall thou redeem. Now, of course, we don't go around breaking necks. However, pray, prayer and worship. So you pray over your firstborn. And you say, Father, I give you this child as the firstborn of the family, etc., etc. So you're basically giving him back to the Lord. And it shall be when thy son asks thee in time to come, saying, What is this that thou shall say unto him by strength of hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt from the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, being male, But all the firstborn of my children I redeem, And it shall be for a token upon thy hand, and for fortlets between thy eyes. For my strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. And it shall be a token upon thy hand, and for frontlets between thy eyes. For by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them out through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near for God said these preadventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. <laughs> but the but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. Now remember we just talked about the Red Sea a few minutes ago and how they uh, the the Israelites were constantly back and forth between Egypt and Israel by the way of the Red Sea. And here we are, leaving Egypt by the way of the Red Sea. <laughs> and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt, and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straight, he had straightly sworn, the children of Israel sang, God will surely visit you and ye shall carry up my bones away, hence with you. And they took their journey from Sikor and encamped in Itham, in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. Okay, so let's reiterate this part again just a little bit. So by day the Lord led them by a pillar of fire of a cloud and then by night he led them by a pillar of fire wow who could miss that (laughs) he took not away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people so this was before them all the time so they would know that the Lord was in the existence of them. The Lord spanked unto Moses. We are now reading chapter 14, Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, verse 1. And the Lord spanked unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Philhiroth, between Magdal and the sea over against Bazi Bazifon before it shall ye camp by the sea. Okay. Now we all know that Megdal, or most of us know that Megdal is a very important um, place throughout the Bible, especially at the end. It's uh, part of the end time prophecy. So let's continue. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, "They they are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they do so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took five, uh, excuse me, he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. Hmm. So it seems as though uh, Pharaoh is going after them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued it after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamped by the sea beside Fiharoth before Balazorvon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? So now they're murmuring because they want to know what have they done for them to be carried out of Egypt and to die out in the wilderness, only because they're following Moses and what he's saying. Still, all of them is showing that they still don't believe yet they see these things happening but they're not they're not trusting. Okay let's move on And they said unto Moses because uh, we read that uh, verse 12 is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt saying let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians, for it has been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today Ye shall see them again, no more, forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. And ye shall hold your peace. You hear that? <laughs> ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Okay, now where have you ever seen dry ground where there is water? I mean, if you move the water away, the ground is still damp for a while, at least until the sun dries it up. Now, pay attention exactly what he says here. He says, but lift up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. That's the first thing. How do you divide the sea? That's power. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground. Through the midst of the sea. Now first of all. You're raising the sea up. And you're dividing it. And then the ground underneath. Where they're going to step. Is dry. Come on now. That's God. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> there's no man. Or anything out here. That can do that. That is strictly. The work of the Lord. And I behold. In other words. You have a miracle. In a miracle. Okay. And I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Now. The Lord says when he gets his honor, okay? Remember I told you at the very beginning, when you do things to God's children, God's people, don't think that you're getting away with it. It may not get to you right then, but God has a plan for when it will. And it will. There's no getting around it. When God says, these are mine, do not touch. You better adhere to what he's saying. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Lord when I have gotten my, me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them Now, let's read that again. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Now, so with that pillar that was in front of them, unbeknown to the people and maybe it was known to them but there was an angel in the presence now we know usually when God is in existence like this he sends his archangels so we're assuming this could have been Michael or Gabriel one of his higher uh higher archangels okay uh, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the and the camp of the uh, and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. (laughs) Amazing. Let's, Let's read that again. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. So it was, let's say, half and half, okay? Half of it was over Israel, half of it was over the Egyptians. Okay, the side where the Egyptians was to them, but it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other. So the Egyptian side, the cloud was dark, but on the Israelite side, the cloud was light. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry and the waters were divided now I remember we talked about the winds a few minutes ago the east wind so you're starting to get a depiction that the east wind brings great things uh, somewhat like blessings okay So this east wind is literally opening the waters and keeping the ground where the waters were dry so that they can walk through. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by the strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even after Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Hmm, wow. And it came to pass that in the morning watched the Lord look unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled host of Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they, that they, them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against Egyptians now let's pay very close attention okay and it came to pass that in the morning watched the Lord looked up looked unto the host of the Egyptians through a pillar of fire And of the cloud, and troubled the host of Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels. So the Lord literally took off their wheels. Because remember now, the ground was dry when the the Israelites walked through. But now, the Egyptians are going through, and that's not the case. Their wheels and things are getting caught up in the mud. They're not telling you it's mud, but that's the only way the wheel could be getting caught to the point where they had to take it off and they're struggling. So now they're realizing, oh, we're dealing with something that's not man and we can't fight this. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. So now they're they're fighting, trying to get their horses and their chariots. And some of them are realizing something's not right. I'm sure some of them is running to go back the other way, or some is running to get to the uh, side where the uh, Israelites are. So there's a lot of chaos going on. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians and upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. They didn't even have a chance. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall upon them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of Egyptians. And Israel saw that the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. And it took all of that For them to believe somewhat. I say somewhat. Because God still hasn't finished with them. Okay. We are going to move on to chapter 15. I hope those of you that are listening find this extremely interesting. I mean, I've read this over and over and over again. And each time I read this story, I find more and more interesting things. Things that I didn't pick up the time before the time before that. The Lord reveals a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's why it's important for us to continue to read our scriptures No matter how many times we have read them, continue reading them, because sometimes the Lord reveals things to you that's not in print. Okay? All right, let's move on. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spank, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horses and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariot and his host hath he cast into the sea, His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. Now, let's go back because, you know, there's always been a question about Pharaoh. Was Pharaoh killed? Well, let's let's check this out very carefully. It says, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host has he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. The right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, have dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thy excellence that rose up against thee, Thou settest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will drive the spoil, my lust shall be satisfied upon them, and I will draw I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst bow with thy wind, the sea covered them, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious and holiness, fearful in praise doing wonders. Thou stretches out thy hand, thy right hand. The earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy has led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guarded them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sharo shall take hold on the inhabitants of the Philistina. Now I'm going to stop here for a second because again, the scriptures are not saying whether or not Pharaoh went down with his entourage. <laughs> um, some stories say it's true. Now I know recently they a couple of years ago they found uh, what they say is Pharaoh's chariot in the water uh and so one would assume that he went down. however we the scriptures again don't tell you this so we'll have to look into this to make sure that uh, what was said is proper <coughs> because it specifically does state that his his right hand men, His top captains definitely died in the waters, but it doesn't speak of Pharaoh himself. Okay. Um, Then the Duke of Eden shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them, but the greatness of thy army, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over. O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Now notice, she says, which thou hast purchased. And he did. God has purchased the Israelites so again I say this and I'll keep saying this when you do things to God's children watch out there is a price to be paid because as she said here okay These are the Lord's children. He bought them with a price. Okay. What was that price? Did not 12 did not all of the firstborn of Pharaoh's children die? Okay. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Okay, I, I missed the verse. Verse 17. Thou shall bring them in and plant them in the mountains of thy inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary. O Lord, which thou hands have established, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horses of Pharaoh went in with his chariots, and with his horsemen. Okay, now here's the stipulation. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariot. So Pharaoh did go in. Uh, That answers our question. This is why it's important to read the scriptures so that you can find the answers to your questions. The question was, did Pharaoh really go down with with his entourage? And here it is, chapter fifteen, for the horse of Pharaoh. Well, nobody else is going to ride Pharaoh's horse but him. Went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea, and Mir- and Miriam the the prophet. Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a thimble in her hand, a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with thimbles and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath trumpeted gloriously. The horses and his rider have he thrown into the sea, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Sir, And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, "What shall we drink?" And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And if and said, "If thou wilt diligently hearken, Diligently hearken, diligently, you hear that word? Diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues. I will put none of these diseases upon thee. Stop. Why am I sick? What is wrong? Everybody's sick these days, right? Let's go back. Why? And I'm talking to the children of the Lord as well, because a lot of, lot of, lot of people for a longest time didn't know who they were. They were going according to society what society was saying, which which we now know was not true, and and so people had walked away from the way of God. But those of you who now know who you are, and those of you who do not, okay, I am speaking to the children of God. I am speaking to most Americans Black Americans Spanish Americans Mexicans Native American You are the children of God and his people are also across overseas Okay You now know who you are Now let's go back to his commandments because his commandment doesn't die. His commandment is here to stay until end time. Those of you who believe there's an end time. Some people don't believe that there's end time. Some people think that uh, it's all hooky-tooky. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. Myself and many, many other people who have already gone through some things in our lives that have let us know unequivocally that there is a God and there is a kingdom. Some of us has visited the kingdom. Some of us have died and seen hell. Some of us has been died and resurrected. Okay? So, now let's go back over the commandments again. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee. OK, so let's go back and check ourselves. What commandments are we not following? What are we not doing that's not right in the, in the Lord's eyesight that we are coming down with all these diseases and disorders? Okay? I'm going to read that one more time because I want this to stick in everyone's knower. This is chapter 15, verse 26. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues, not one, not two, all. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought unto the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where were 12 walls of water, and three scores and 10 palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. Now, I'm going to stop for a second because I want to really get this point home to people. If there's things going on in your life right now that's not right, you need to get pray. Never mind the church. You you can pray right at home. Pray. Start praying. Start fasting. Like all that food because the food is what's holding you from attaching your spirit to God. When you have no food in you, you make the connection. Okay? Seek God and all other things shall come unto you. All right? Now, once you seek God and he tells you, don't go back. Don't go back and say, oh, I I just imagined that. No, you didn't imagine it. It really happened. Oh, I I was so hungry, I was delirious. No, you weren't delirious. had nothing to do with your hunger. You made the connection. The Lord has spoken to you. You heard what he said. Do what he said. Okay? People are out here sick today. I don't care what disease, disorder, virus, or whatever. If we are following the Lord we're doing what he says then none of these diseases they might attach themselves to you for a time but you're not going to get sick and die and you know it's not going to take you the way it takes everyone else you're going to come through it some people it doesn't touch at all because they are close to the Lord close close the closer you are to the Lord the safer you are okay okay Okay, I, I think we have time for one more verse and then um, we will close out <clears throat> we'll see okay uh, Exodus chapter 16 and they took their journey from Elaine and all the congregation of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of muttering and uttering, you know, um, not being grateful. And the children of Israel said unto them, would to God, we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to fill for ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now they're complaining about being hungry. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will bring bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. Now, the Lord is sending bread, heavenly bread. But notice what he said. He said that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. So this is a test, okay? And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel at Eden, that ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he hath your murmurings against the Lord. And what are ye that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you an evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the fill murmurings which ye murmur against him and what are ye your murmurings are not against us but against the Lord so think about that when you're arguing and fussing with somebody you're not really arguing and fussing with the you're not really arguing and fussing with that person especially if they're a child of God you're arguing and fussing with the Lord okay that is pretty much what he's saying here and Moses spanked unto Aaron, saying, Unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spanked unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked towards the wildness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Hmm. <laughs> And the Lord spanked unto Moses saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them saying, at evening ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at the evening, the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that laid was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there laid a small round thing, as a small as a hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. For they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather, gather of it every man according to his eating. And omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tent. So take a number of the amount needed for everyone in the tent of this man of bread. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did merit it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating, and Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning, nothing nothingwithstanding. They hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning, and it breathed worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord have said, tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake Today, and see that ye will see, and that which remaineth overlaid up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up to the morning as Moses baited, and it did not stink, neither was there any worms therein. Why? Because he had told them earlier that if they kept it overnight, that not to do that, and they found out why. But because this is the Sabbath, and they don't cook or work on the Sabbath, this is why double portion was given on Friday night to prepare for Saturday. So they would have food in the morning on Saturday. Okay. And they laid it up to the morning as Moses baited. And it did not stink, neither was there any worms therein. And Moses said, eat that today, for today is the Sabbath. Unto the Lord, today ye shall, find, ye shall not find it in the field. See? So on the Sabbath day, there, he, the Lord didn't send any down. He did not send anything down on the Sabbath day. Okay? That morning, no. So they had to do this on Friday. They had to double up. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuses ye to keep my commandments and my laws? So Lord, the Lord is actually given them laws and they're not following them. See for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abideth ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. And it was like coriander seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commandeth. Fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations. Again, there's that word, generations. Okay? That they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. And the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat the manna for 40 years until they came to the land of inhabitant. There did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Now and Omer in the tenth part of the Ephraim. Okay that is our program for the day. We are running out of time. I thank you for joining us. Father thank you almighty God for this word that has come forth. Father we give you all the praise the honor and the glory. Thank you Lord. This we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Those of you who like to contact me, I'm um, at, at million75gmail.com. That's M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S-75gmail.com. Uh, those of you who like to uh, donate or either sponsor our program, there are two buttons on this page. You can tap those buttons and you will find the information that you were seeking. Again, thank you for joining our program. This is Minister MacMillan. Praise the Lord. May he bless you and your family this day. We are now getting ready to go into our Sabbath. So I bid you all Shabbat Shalom. God's blessings upon you. And good night.